0: New intro music. Thanks to Maria the One. Just let that, uh, that play in your ears for a moment. Let it marinate for just a moment. Alright, everyone, welcome back to Alpha and Omega TV. I am your host, Franco, and with me today is the co-host. Brian. <laughs> none other than Brian. So, guys, it's, it's great to be back again after being back. It's great to be in the studio. It, it feels like home. And if you're joining us today, we want to thank you. And if this is the first time that you're listening to this podcast, We also like to thank you. And if that's you, please, we're going to ask you to stand up from wherever you're at. Um, If you're driving, please stay in your seat and continue to drive. But uh, we want to welcome you to this podcast. We thank each and every one of you guys who engages with us. And uh, we'd like to hear your feedback. We really enjoy that. And we're very thankful for everyone listening. And I do want to give a shout out to um, a young man called Corey who listens from Camarillo. Um, and his mother tracy, so shout out to you guys for being amazing supporters mm-hmm. um oh and, and and Brian would also like to uh to say hi
1: hello um thank you for um all your motivation and encouraging words to us it's uh it's a very encouraging for us to keep going and continue um sharing the truth with um everybody everybody else.
0: Definitely, we're very grateful for all of you guys. And shout out to everyone as well. Thank you guys for listening. So, if you're new here, this is Alpha and Omega TV. This is a podcast with a purpose, with a plan, and that is to broadcast live and uncut commentary regarding scripture, current events, testimonies, and teaching. And we do this all for the glory of the one true living God, the one and only Jesus Christ. So, that is our goal. That is the mission we want to stick to that, um, all while glorifying him, magnifying him and pointing everyone to him. We are just jars of clay. We're nothing more. Uh, we don't think anything higher than that of ourselves. We just know that God has called us for this purpose. And uh, we know this because he has allowed us to, to have a podcast and that's a blessing in itself. So if you're listening, thank you guys so much. It's not a coincidence that you're listening to this and we want to welcome you. So, with all that being said, we do want to remind you guys that we do have a guest lineup coming very soon. Uh, Francisco will be joining us um, in a few weeks. He's gonna be back in the studio. We're gonna—I think we—we're gonna wrap up with the series of um, New Age, New Age to Christ, and we're gonna start opening up other topics along with that. As you guys know, Francisco is very knowledgeable. Uh, he's a man of God with a family and uh, he's just a pleasure to speak with and learn from and a, definitely a man that you can, you can go to for, uh, for you know, any questions you might have. So Francisco, if you're listening, we appreciate you and we're very thankful for the opportunity of you joining us. Uh, we have other people like Leon Hawley from Sweet Embrace Productions. Um, he is uh, a singer. He is uh, a worshiper. And uh, he has actually his, um, his studio very close to ours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll not reveal the exact location, but it's very near to ours. <laughs> Except he is, his is a, a, a music studio. So it's, it's really nice. And uh, also we're going to have uh, Vasti in the near future. Still waiting to hear back from her as we had to reschedule. Because uh, she did have, uh, she did have to go to the hospital. Uh, but she's all better now, thank God. So, uh, Vasti, uh, whenever you're ready, we are ready for you. Uh, Vasti is a person, a, a great friend of mine for a long time. She's one of the first people that engaged me with faith. And uh, we're very grateful for for all of the people who were a part of um, our faith walk, even in the early stages of it. So she will be joining uh, uh, us as well. She's a counselor at uh, Pakuma School. And uh, I think I said that right, Pakuma, or <laughs> Pakuma? No, Pakuma. So she's the counselor. Um, she got that specific position for her, and she just has an amazing testimony of what God has done in her life. And so she's going to be joining us and sharing her story with us very soon. And we have others also uh, ready to go, but um, these are the ones that will be uh, most up coming. So definitely tune into that. Um, and as always, if you have a story that you'd like to share, please do, uh, reach out to us via email. Um, if you have anchor, you can leave us a voicemail or, uh, you can check us out on Instagram and send us a DM, go ahead and slide into our DMs, if you will. Oh, and- <laughs> well, that's the term people use nowadays. <laughs> Don't slide into our DMs for inappropriate reasons. We will not respond and we will block you. So <laughs> only good only good sliding of DMs, okay? Only the good stuff, not, not, nothing inappropriate, please. So anyways, with all that being said, thank you guys for joining us. We're going to get going with our talk show Thursday. Today is Thursday and we wanted to do something a little bit more relaxed. And we want to talk today about the fundamentals of the faith class that we've been taking at Grace. It's been a real blessing to our lives. Uh, we attend every Wednesday, and it's an environment where we come together and we learn uh, systematic theology. But it's it's in a it's in a very, uh, very real way. It's it's very easy to understand. It's very clear. It's very scriptural, and it's a, it's an atmosphere where we can ask each other questions. We can reflect, we can share, uh, and we have this amazing uh, instructor slash professor slash uh, pastor slash friend slash brother. <laughs> he's he's just uh, amazing. Along with his wife uh, Lena and, and and John, we we love you guys and we shout you out, and we appreciate everything you guys do. So uh, definitely, awesome. shout awesome out to John. John. Yeah.
1: Awesome, he and is. Everyone else in there, um, they are also um, beautiful people. They Just hearing them talk, share their, their what they learn and how edifying it is for us to just just be in that atmosphere and just learn and grow together. It's, just, um, it's a true blessing. Um, and we just thank God that we're able to have the opportunity to be with that kind of environment, believing the same faith and, and learning together and growing together. It's, it's beautiful.
0: It is. And, and and the cool part about it is that we really were able to meet people in all kinds of walks of life. Mm-hmm. You know, there are different, we're all at different stages of our lives. But the one thing that is in common ground to all of us is our relationship with Christ. Our, our The fact that we have surrendered our lives to him uh, because we understand that without him, we have nothing. So it's it's a true blessing, as Brian is saying, that to be able to be with um, the body of Christ, come together and learn about His Word through the Bible. And we will never stop emphasizing it here that the Word of God is the ultimate source, if not the only source, where you can really, really get to know God for who He is. Don't rely on your experience. Don't rely on... Um, even what people are saying or even what we're saying you know test everything in the light of scripture and confirm that this is part of god's word don't just take anybody's word for it especially in today's day and age where the internet is full of um all kinds of teaching that it's it's just all bad and there's no way that the internet's going to tell you hey don't listen to this one this this is you know, they're going way off here. The internet doesn't care. The internet just spits it out at you and you either choose to take it in or you reject it. So be very careful out there, ladies and gentlemen, please. We're living in times that are perilous and it's very dangerous. And the Bible does warn us about these times. It warns us of false teachers. It warns us of false teaching and you need to be vigilant.
1: And If we're ever wrong, please correct us um we're gonna look into um whatever you think is um incorrect and and we'll come back share what um you said if if um where would say your name or not of course you can tell us in message or voicemail um and we'll just share and actually speak about that topic and see um we we're not gonna convince anybody of course which is right or wrong, but we're just gonna be um talking about that topic and share what um, we believe according to scripture.
0: Absolutely. So I, I want to ask Brian, but I'm going to let him, I'm going to give him some time to think. Um, we want to share a few of the lessons that have been really, really near and dear to our hearts. And because we think that it could edify you who are listening. And it's, it's again, this is in a more relaxed context. Um, but so this is going to be the question. What is one of the lessons that you've learned so far in Fundamentals of the Faith that, um, has really, really just, you know, put things into perspective, or, you know, just really you understood, you know, the message, and and just made you look at God in a in a, in a great way. I don't know if you have anything ready, or you're just you're you're still thinking about it. But um, I can go if if you're not ready.
1: Go, I'm not ready yet. Okay, so
0: so this here, I, I need to share the story because this is one of the first things that. Um, I think it was the first or second class that John shared this, and I, I'd never, I'd never seen this, and I never understood it, or I never really stopped to think. Um, so in the beginning, uh, when we were talking about the Bible, and we we're talking about how God was a, is a God of 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 pact of covenants, He makes covenants with with men on Earth to to you know carry out His perfect will and purposes. There's a part in uh, scripture where he makes a covenant uh, with Abraham, and to to people who who are you know listening or when you read all this, you don't think much of it. Sometimes we just kind of read it, and it's just like okay, you know, okay, that happened anyway. So moving on, but we don't really dig into it. Um, we don't really. Analyze the the part. So um, there's there's a part in in scripture when, where God is dealing directly with Abraham, and he's making a covenant with him. And back in the day, the covenants that were made between men would be, um, it, it was a custom to sacrifice an animal, cut him in half, and the men would promise on that animal. The animal was like a, a symbol. That if they did not honor their part of the deal, their part of the, the, the pledge that what happened to this animal, which the animal was just cut in half, it would happen to them. Basically saying like, if I don't honor my part, you know, let this be done to me. Let me be put to death or et cetera. So, yeah. So, um, in the beginning with Abraham, God makes a covenant with him and we see that God puts Abraham to sleep. And God, um, but first he tells Abraham to bring these animals to him and to cut them open. And then he puts them into sleep and then God comes down and um, he, he's manifested in, I believe it's a, its like a, a bowl or something. And he's manifested and he, he walks through the, the animal uh, without Abraham. So th- just, just him. Usually it was a custom that both parties would do this as, uh, as the, the seal of the deal, in other words. So he does this. And then when Abraham wakes up, he realizes, you know, that God has passed through the offering and that the covenant has been made with this exception, though, with the exception of this this rule. I mean, two people were supposed to walk through it. But in this one, it was just God. And God made a covenant to Abraham. And and basically, it was a, a one way deal. It was God putting himself saying, Basically making a covenant saying, if if I don't honor what I say, then let this be done to me. But of course, we know that God's word will not come back undone and that he fulfills every promise that he makes. So he makes a covenant with Abraham on himself. And he doesn't expect Abraham um, to even keep his part of the deal because he doesn't make him walk through the animal. It was just God. And so when, I, so when John was sharing this, when, when John was sharing this story, um, I was blown away because I had never thought of it that way. I had never seen um, the fact that God keeps his promises. God keeps his pledge to us, even though sometimes we don't, or even though sometimes we, we say, God, I'm going to do this for you. And we don't, we fall short. Um, But he does, he is faithful. So you you see the faithfulness of God and you see that he puts his, he puts his, um, his pledges, his covenants on himself. I mean, he's the only one who can make that pledge on himself because he is God. We don't even own our own lives. At any moment, they can be taken away from, from us by him. So he's the only one who can, who the self-sustaining one can make that kind of call. And he does. And to me, that lesson of God making covenant with man and always honoring his part, always fulfilling his promises, always being faithful to what he says. That to me was, um, it was just, you know, it it was tattooed into my heart and and that's it. I, I can't unsee that. So that, that was one of the first lessons we learned. And, I was just blown away by by this truth that, that God is faithful, no matter what. So I don't know if, if you're ready for yeah you know, your lesson.
1: Yes, yeah, that that was uh that was actually a good topic that um that you're sharing about the covenants and also how he made um what what was the last time how you were, you're were talking about um how Jesus was um the mediator. He is the mediator, but it was part of the covenant as well. Um, I'm not sure if you remember that. You're
0: talking about the will?
1: Yeah, the will, oh, yeah, that one was very interesting as well,
0: definitely,
1: Well, that that would be safe for another time. I yes, believe. we will
0: we will we will actually make just a specific segment <laughs> for the word the will of God because a lot of the times we just think of what he wants to do in his desire, which is part of it, but there's also the will, like, for example, when when you die and you have a will that's what is done but so this is just a, a little intro to that but we're not going to get into that we're going to make a, spe- a, a separate segment on on the will of
1: god it can be titled the will <laughs> the will
0: exactly so be looking forward to that I, that's that's good that's good that you bring that up I, I really enjoyed that lesson
1: okay so my what was very key for me this is during this um week seven throughout our um journey in this class it was the seventh week of this to the Faith class. And what really stood out to me was the eight attributes that we learned about God. Of course, there's many more attributes about the God that we worship. But just these eight attributes will always go together according to scripture. Um, and if you deny one of these attributes and you deny God because this is who God is. And the first one was that he is holy right, which means that he, he's clean, which is pretty, as humans, we we cannot even comprehend holiness, (laughs) but just imagining how he, he says that he is more holy than the angels, which is, you know, angels are even, are holy, but holier than the angels, it's just kind of like, it's hard to grasp how holy God is, and how he cannot, he has no sin, he has nothing unfilthy, he's just holy and it's beautiful um it's beautiful <laughs> that that's his, that's all I had to say and then the second attribute was righteousness that he is just that he is a just God that everything that's happening right now according well that's, that's happening on earth that's happening with us within us he is just and and it's just for him to send us all to hell because we are unfilthy we are filthy. And we deserve it because that's that's who we are. We, we are not holy anymore because we sin. And we carry that sin because of Adam. And and it's just, but because he, he is loving, another attribute, he loves us, that he, he wants us for himself, that he sends his son to die for us. Seeing him through us, or seeing, yeah, did I say that right? Seeing us through him, there we go. Because he is the mediator. Jesus Christ is the mediator. He is the only way. Jesus Christ is the only way we are able to go to the Father. And we also learn that um, he is omnip- omnip- omnipotent, which is all powerful, which is... Um, I can't deny that because we see this in, throughout the whole entire scripture, from Genesis to Revelation, from Moses to to John. From Jesus to Jesus, we see that he is powerful and he has everything in control, which is um sovereignty. He is sovereign and he is omniscient. He knows everything from the beginning and the end. He is he's the Alpha and the Omega. He he spoke the beginning and he spoke the end. He he's, he knows what's gonna happen and it's he knows yeah. everything. It's a beautiful thing to grab Grasp as well. This this was in Job chapter 34, verse 21. He's all knowing, and then he is eternal. He has always been. That's harder to grasp. Yeah. <laughs> Just know that he's been there all the time. And he knows everything. I'm like. I think about like I think like a computer, you know, like how much memory can you say? <laughs> it's, it's it's um he's gone, and then we also learn that he is um everywhere, omnipresence, yeah, and as everything is hard to grasp, like how can he be everywhere? <laughs> and it's it's just so beautiful. Just learning about the attributes, and when I read the Bible, it's always key to know all these things because. If you deny any one of it, then then the Bible is is lying, and you're making God a liar, and you're making me a liar, and all Christians a liar, because this this is who God is, and this is the Word, and this is Christ. You know, it's um that that's that's what's always w- stuck with me is the attributes of God and how nothing contradicts itself.
0: Right, and that's a, that's a powerful lesson that we were taught early on. Um, and again, um, John really uh, hammered this point in, but he, he talked about the incommunicable uh, attributes of God. And, and Brian just mentioned some. And, and he said, if, if anybody possesses at least one one of these, one of these um, traits, or one of these attributes, to be specific, they automatically are God. So if there is one person who is omnipresent on this earth, they are God. They qualify to be God. Um, If there is a person on this earth who is all powerful, they are considered God. If there is a person who is all knowing, they are to be considered God. But because none of of these attributes are given to anybody else, but are solely reserved uh, for God, the creator, the only one. Um, these cannot be passed down to anyone. These these attributes are solely for God, and that's what separates Him from us, from our reality, from who He is and who we are. We're not many gods. We are simply a creation that is from God. And when we when we are given the understanding that we have a, a, a Father in heaven, and that Christ paid the way so that we can have that relationship, when we understand that. That's when we become His children. We're no longer just creation. We are His children, and we are loved by the Father. So, definitely amazing lesson of the incommunicable attributes of God and the communicable attributes of God. Just briefly, is things like love. You know, that's something that God has transferred over to us. That's why we see people who love each other. Uh, You see the love of a mother, the love of a father, the love of children, Um, and then the love that is between you know two uh, a man and a woman, his husband and wife. Uh, we see these things and these are communicable attributes, meaning they they are transferred over to us. Um, traits like the fact that we can think, we can see, we can feel. All these things are, are things that God has transferred over to us um, as we are created, created in his image and likeness. We're not exactly who he is. We are not um, a mini God. We are simply... Um creation. That was creation my, and
1: then children. That was my alarm. Yeah.
0: Brian's alarm. I <laughs> mean, signaling it's 12 a.m. <laughs> and we're actually doing this. <laughs> so we're actually gonna cut it a little short today. But I, I don't know if you finished your point on the attributes.
1: Yeah. Um and um I love how John always brings this up too. You know, like every single time we learn, he always brings up the attributes of God because it's always consistent throughout the Bible. And he he never, he actually he teaches everything at the same time, <laughs> and it's beautiful. I'm like, whoa, you know, like this is it's interesting how he teaches because we he brings everything that we learn in one lesson, but that's only because it's the Bible. It, you have to speak about everything about who God is, to speak about the truth. You know, it's um, it's consistent. It's you can't we can't take out consistent. one of those. Yeah um attributes from, from God or or the hope or the faith or the believer. Um you can't take any of that out because um it's it's all in scripture and we always are reminded of who we are, who he is and where we are and what we need and and which is only Jesus Christ. It's he always Absolutely. brings that up. <laughs> it's beautiful. We are thankful for John Um, Pastor John, (laughs) that he is willing and putting his time for for us to learn because this is a free class, you know. (laughs) It's yeah, this should be this should cost money. I'm just kidding,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's a valuable resource, and and it really, I mean, even if if there was a price to it, it, it's it's worth it, it really is. Um, recently though, we we were talking about, um, you probably remember this, but he was talking about the ministry of John the Baptist and yeah. how it was very a very successful ministry um John the Baptist was having people you know I baptized in that. thousands that was,
1: that was in John chapter 2
0: yeah and so John the Baptist is is just he, he's the man you know he's the man at the moment uh, he's the the one that makes way for the coming of the lord the king um he he is that person and Um, There's a, there's a part, and maybe you can find this, Brian, but um, there's a part where the disciples are asking him, like, you know, why is Jesus baptizing? You know, why is Jesus' ministry, you know, getting bigger? Because John the Baptist was the man to go to for baptism. I mean, hence the name, John the Baptist. So um, the disciples began to ask these questions and the response of John is amazing. The response of John the Baptist it's it's the heart of what every believer should have.
1: It's in John, three thirty. I think this is where you're going to be I'm heading to, right? Where he says, "He must increase, correct? But I must decrease.
0: He must increase, and I. I must decrease." That that is that is the that is the verse of the day. <laughs> yes, definitely. Let's. That's going to be the one. Um, and, and I'll have you read that at the end. But I want to put this a little bit into a, a perspective of how we can apply it today. And and this is an example that uh, John, our teacher, actually shared with us. And it's great example, amazing example. Um, so most of you guys listening have gone to a wedding. You've gone to a wedding and um, you see the the bride, you see the groom, and you see the, the amazing uh, story, love story that's intertwined in all of them. And um, and, and that's the focus. The focus is the bride. The focus is the groom and, 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 just their love story, the coming together of two people becoming one and, and all that stuff. And this, this is what you see. Um, we know that also though, the, the groom, he has a best man and that best man's responsibility is to make sure that everything goes smooth for the groom. He, he needs to make sure he's there. Um, if the, the groom has uh, maybe like uh, a stain on his shirt. You know, he's ready to with a tie to go <laughs> pen or uh, he has the ring ready. He he makes sure that the, the, the music that they're going to enter with is going to be ready. Uh, he's the man that um, the groom has chosen to pretty much facilitate everything for him on that day. He's relying on him to have everything ready. And John gave us this example and he asked, when we go to that wedding and when we come back and we're talking about the wedding, we're talking about the food, we're talking about the decorations, we're talking about, you know, the really cool love story and, um, you know, the, the dance that they dance to or whatever. Do we ever mention the best man? No. Because, because the, the focus isn't the best man. Like we said, the best man is just assisting the groom. But that day is to celebrate <laughs> the marriage, you know, to celebrate the bride and the groom.
1: I remember how he says, he's like, he gives he gives an example. He's like, remember that best man? Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that best man was yeah. great. Yeah, he's, he he <laughs> says,
0: do we do we do that? Do we are we like, oh, you, you, man, the best man? He was just you know he was on it. He <laughs> he was doing this. He was doing that. Man, that was the best man we've ever experienced that we've ever seen. He he was just on it. No, that's never the focal point. That's that's never the focus. What is the focus? The focus is the bride and the groom, the marriage. The relationship, that's what people are there to celebrate. And so John puts this into perspective saying, uh, John is our teacher, talking about John the Baptist. (laughs) He says, John the Baptist is almost like the the best man for Jesus. He prepares the way. He is the herald. Um, Back in the day, a herald was a person who had a specific task of announcing the coming of the king. He would go first and he would run into towns, cities and you know with a trumpet and say hey the king is coming the king is coming so everyone would be ready and john the baptist was given this very task he was the herald he was the, the voice shouting and crying in the wilderness make way or make straight the way of the lord he was the man who was to prepare the way for the coming of who the king The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. So when he does this, when he does this, um, he's making way for him. Even when he was going to baptize Jesus, what does he say? I am unworthy to even untie his sandals. And the people who would untie sandals were the slaves. They were the lowest of the lows because they would be the ones who would wash the feet of the people who would come into the houses of, of whoever were the slave owners. And he's saying, I am unworthy to even untie his sandals. That, that is the kind of humility that this man had. But he delighted in God and everyone in, in, in like the best man saying, no, look, everyone, this is the groom. He pay attention to him. He is to be magnified while I'm just going to sneak in the back to, to, to the background and not be noticed. And I'm perfectly fine with that because that is my role. John understood his part. John understood his role and he knew that it was for Christ to be magnified. It was for Christ to be, be, be that light on a hill, not him, but Christ. So that lesson to me was like, it just, it, it put it into perspective and it, it showed me what is our, what should be our hearts as Christians, as children of God to always have this kind of attitude like John that he may increase and we may decrease. Okay, if you could just please read that again and, and we're going to end on that note. And if you have anything to say, please do.
1: So, um, no, no, I'll, I'll be reading from John chapter 3, verse 22 and so on. Go for it. After this, Jesus, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside and he remained there with them and was baptizing. John also was baptizing at Anon near Salim because water was plentiful there and people were coming and being baptized. Verse 24. For John had not yet been put in prison. Now, a discussion arose between some of John's disciples and a Jew over, and a Jew over purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, He who was with you across the Jordan to whom you bore witness, look, he is baptizing and all are going to him. John answered, A person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The 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 one who has the bride is the bridegroom. Yet, no one receives his testimony. Whoever receives this testimony sets his seal to this, that God is true. For he whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has given him, given all things to his hand. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. For whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him.
0: Boom. <laughs> that puts everything into perspective puts absolute absolutely everything into perspective and you see the joy that john has to see that jesus is being magnified that people are going to him because he see he, he says this this was given to me this was a task that was given to me from above i'm just completing it and you see the joy that he has, and he shares the story of a bride and the groom, and, and how his, the best friend or the best man, he, he is overjoyed. He is sharing that moment away from the spotlight, but he, he rejoices in his heart that this is happening. This is the beauty of a servant's heart like John. This is the kind of attitude we as Christians should have. And John puts everything into perspective. He, he, he has, he receives revelation from God of who Jesus is, because at this point people still don't know, people are still finding out, but John already knows. John is very clear and, and he, and, and, and John's, uh, you can say theology is very solid on who Christ is. He knows. He does not have a doubt in his heart and he knows that Jesus comes from heaven. And what does he say? Who comes from heaven is above all, above everything. Putting it into perspective to his disciples. Hey, this is the one we've been waiting for. This is Messiah. And previously he had already said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin from humanity from mankind this is john he knew why because this task was issued from heaven to him and the beautiful part is that jesus honors him one day when he's talking about john and he says there is no one there is no one greater than john than john the baptist he honors him saying there is none greater than him. That is a great honor to, to be given by Jesus. So, brothers and sisters and friends who are listening, this is this is God's word and God is, is calling us unto him. He's calling us to know the son, Jesus Christ, the one who paid the price that was rightfully yours and mine. And John ends the this portion of scripture. He says, "He who does not obey the Son, the wrath of God um, still rests on them, meaning they will have to go through that." And this is this is scary because that means that everyone who denies the Son, everyone who disobeys the Son, they have something waiting for them.
1: Well, which. We're already headed to if we don't have Christ.
0: Exactly. We have something waiting for us if we are not in Him, if we are disobedient to Christ, and that is the wrath of the living God. But the good news is that you don't have to suffer that if you will, but repent of your sins, turn away from it, beg God for forgiveness, and let His saving work save you let his sacrifice be what covers you and let his righteousness be imputed onto you but you need to repent from your sins and turn away from them and embrace christ as your lord and savior as the one whose perfect life is going to be put on your life and because of his perfect life you will be justified before the father therefore the wrath of god will not it won't affect you. It'll just pass over you. Kind of like in the Old Testament with the Egyptians. So, friends, if you do not know the Son, if you do not abide in Him, if you do not obey Him, today is the day the Lord has made. Today is the day of salvation. And God is calling you to repentance. He calls every sinner to repentance and unto Him. So, if you're listening to this and you you have a, a fear all of a sudden, it may just be God calling you to, to repentance. And the beautiful part is that you will be spared at the end and you will join the family of the Father who is in heaven, of Jesus Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, Thank you guys for listening. We hope that was edifying and we look forward to further dialogue. The will. Yes. Oh yeah. Big announcement. We will we will be making <laughs> a segment on the will. <laughs>
1: we will make the segment. The will. <laughs> we
0: will make the segment on the will. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We are signing out. This has been Franco and...
1: Ryan. if you have any questions or comments... Leave us a voicemail or DM us.
0: Slide into those DMs. Yeah. All right. This has been Franco and Brian over and out from Alpha and Omega TV. Over and out.